What is up, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Awakened Space Podcast. I literally just spent a good, like, five minutes trying to set myself up to make sure that this sounds good, and I tend to do that throughout, you know, various sessions of this just because I want it to sound good, you know? And uh, depending on if there's, like, any, like, background noise, like, who knows what could be going on. Right now, I'm currently recording this uh, at my parents' house. And outside, there's a bunch of, like, cricket and frog sounds. They live out in the middle of nowhere in rural country land. It's beautiful. So it's very quiet out here. Grateful for that. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. Before I dive into this episode, though, I would just like to talk about what's going on in my life because, uh, yeah, I feel like it's fun to just talk about what's happening and everything. And uh, currently... I'm working on scripts for creative music, uh, not music, <laughs> I was almost going to say creative music videos, um, no, creative YouTube videos, YouTube ended up becoming music in my mind, that was weird, um, I, I just want to talk about something real quick, because I thought it was super interesting, um, I took speech class when I was, I think... I think this was like four semesters ago, something like that, um, in college. So this was about about a year and a half ago, something like that. And um, basically the first speech that we put together in the class was all about interpreting anything. So like uh, someone could do a song, someone could do a poem, someone could do a speech. And what I chose to do was a song. And uh, for those of you that are fans of the band Tool, um, I am very much so. Love their music. Uh, Tool, Pussifer, A Perfect Circle, all of them. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Maynard James Keenan on that one. Really good music, by the way. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's probably not for everyone. It is, a, a lot of their stuff is a bit on the heavier side. But, um just very deep and meaningful anyway getting back to it they put together a song called vicarious and it's all about living vicariously and in a very violent manner but um yeah so for the speech class for the assignment i decided to do an interpretive reading of that song and It was very interesting because, you know, the the lyrics are literally about watching the whole world die from your television, watching just like the disastrous things that people are doing to different people, you know, um, whether it's murder, whether it's just like, you know, um, hurricane, whatever it is, you know, it could be like natural disasters and stuff. But the whole concept of the song is how we live vicariously through the TV, watching other people die. And um, it's interesting because the song itself is produced in a very dark manner which of course you know the material that is you know um produced within the song is very dark but um i decided to take that song and give it a very interesting twist give it a twist almost as if i'm like crazy you know or the 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 person who's trying to convey the message is crazy not me (laughs) i'm not crazy but um I just, I thought it was very interesting. And so I, I, you know, I I realized that my performance in that, in the class, went really well. 
and I was super pumped on it. It was kind of just like, I was trying to figure out what the best approach for that was moving forward. And I rehearsed it a good like five to 10 times just to make sure that I had it solid. And so when it came time to do it, it went so well. And I don't think that it was filmed regardless. Um, it is a video that I want to put together for YouTube. And um, I want to start doing more creative YouTube videos because I feel like that's the kind of stuff that, you know, the more work you put into it, the more traction it's going to gain from the audience, the more the audience is going to be more tuned into it, and they're going to really enjoy what it is they're watching. And that's really the kind of way that I want to approach my YouTube videos because you know it's great to do creative you know artistic videos and stuff it's great to do self-help motivational inspiring videos I really want to take it to the next level and produce stuff that is just you know really well thought out that's creative that has nice direction has nice flow and that's really the direction that I'm trying to take with these so that's just a uh a bit of insight into what's going on in my life. Other than that, I am closing in on um, a business name for my life coaching business, which I'm excited for. So far, um, I am certified in uh, CBT life coaching, cognitive behavioral therapy life coaching. It's technically really just known as cognitive behavioral coaching. Um, and I'm about to get my certification in spiritual life coaching. So I'm excited about that. I'm really excited to work alongside with people who are looking to, you know, better their lives. That's also why I do this, in case you haven't known. <laughs> but um, it's just fun. I love doing it. I love working with people. I love helping people. I love changing the lives of people. I love inspiring people. I love motivating people. I love people. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. I really do. I've got such a love for people, and I, uh, I'm grateful for that. My parents definitely instilled that in me, and um, it's something that I kind of like lost sight of for a while. Um, there was most definitely a point when I was very angry at the world, years ago. Not even just years ago. This was at least like, I don't know, probably a decade ago. Maybe, maybe a little less. Maybe like seven to ten years ago. But even before that, it was wild and then I kind of just realized that the problems that I was projecting at the world were really just mine to deal with and then that's how you change your life <laughs> it's cool stuff when you take responsibility for your shit for lack of a better word life gets fucking popping and that's really what it's all about it's all about realizing that you have the ability to change and doing it so without further ado, my friends, let's jump right into this episode. Episode 66, how to speak your partner's love language, the five love languages, how we can use them to better understand ourselves and our relationships. I really wish I learned about this like five to 10 years ago because <laughs> it's such valuable knowledge. What I'm about to go through here is literally amazing. I'm excited for it. So, let's do it. Yeah, if you just heard that, by the way, the background noise, um, potential background noise, I was moving a piece of paper. I've got notes in front of me, so you might hear a little bit of that moving forward. Don't be alarmed. It's all good. 
I got some beautiful notes in front of me. It's going to be a fun episode. Let's do this. So, jumping into the five love languages and how to speak your partner's love language. Let's learn how we can use them to better understand ourselves and our relationships. Now, just to warn you guys, I didn't mean to come off that way. I felt like that was a bit of like a da-da-da kind of thing. No, really not at all. Um, Honestly, um, I just want to say that the information that I'm about to share with you guys is very powerful. It's very helpful in terms of relationships, understanding your partner's needs, understanding your needs, and how you and your partner can work together to fulfill each other's needs. It's really good foundational stuff. Really, really, really good foundational stuff. So let's move forward with number one. Now, by the way, I'm about to name five love languages, as I just mentioned before. But they are not in any particular order. None of them are better or worse than any of them. Number one, words of affirmation. For this love language, we want to encourage, affirm, appreciate, and listen actively. Send an unexpected note, text or card. So for this one, it's really all about getting on that game of encouraging the person that you're with. Now you're either in a loving relationship where you're head over heels in love with the other person and you want the absolute best for them, or, and within that there's encouragement, there's beautiful, you know, um, really just trying to affirm uh, whatever it is that you want the other person to ground with, you know, the love that they have for themselves, uh, how good they are of a person. also, you know, appreciation and everything. Listening is massive here, like I said before. Listen actively. Um, but in, unless you are in a loving relationship with your partner, um, you will most likely not be using this because that's not what, that's not the way that things work in loving in in non-loving relationships. Um, so be aware, be be very careful of that. If you're not in a loving relationship and you are in a relationship with someone but it's not loving it's toxic and it's not good it's poisonous um you'll most likely be trying to tear the other person down be careful of that be very careful of that um but yeah like i was saying before words of affirmation encouragement is huge um letting the person know that they can do whatever they want to you know in in like an encouraging way like a um you know like when they come to you and they say like like hey do you think i could do this you turn around and be like, sweetheart, you can do anything. <laughs> but really, you know, like, just like building them up, affirming their foundational strength. Um, appreciation is huge, by the way. Letting them know, like, literally just like going to your partner and being like, I just want you to know I appreciate you. It's important. Letting the person that you're with know that you appreciate them is huge. And um, listening actively, I cannot stress this enough. Listen intently. Listen to everything that they're saying. Listen to their wants and needs. Everything. Period. <laughs> Don't even question that. Don't let that be second-guessed. Um, and so for this, it's fun to, you know, like, send an unexpected note 
or a text or a card. And um, it's great because they just want to know that they're appreciated. They want that affirmation. I've talked about affirmations in previous episodes. I know that. And this is along those lines. Think about, you know, you yourself looking in the mirror trying to build yourself up, right? You're saying something along the lines of, I'm great, I'm wonderful, I love myself, I accept myself. Do the same for your partner. Love them, accept them, be for them, 100%. That's how beautiful things happen in relationships, of course. That was number one, words of affirmation. Number two, physical touch. Nonverbal use of body language and touch to show love. Hugs, kisses, cuddling. This is huge. If someone's uh, love language is physical touch, they're going to be expecting hugs, kisses, cuddling. They want that physical touch, right? That's what that's all about. And it's really important to be on board with that too because if you're not, you're going to miss out. And they're going to miss out. And then things are just going to not be good. (laughs) So remember that. That was number two, by the way. Physical touch. Number three. Receiving gifts. Thoughtfulness. Literally, the foundation here is just thoughtfulness. You know, um, maybe your partner loves... uh, What is it? Jewelry, right? Maybe they love jewelry. Get them jewelry. Maybe they love baked goods. (laughs) Maybe they're a huge fan of uh, vegan, gluten-free goods, like mine is. And, uh, you know, she loves that stuff. So, yeah. Um, Go out of your way to provide that kind of stuff. And really grounding with, you know, using that occasionally. And not just occasionally, but like realizing how important it is to supply that in the relationship. Make your spouse a priority. Give thoughtful gifts and gestures. Express gratitude when receiving gifts. Now, this is challenging because when I thought about expressing gratitude when receiving gifts, I know that sometimes maybe, you know, a gift that you receive isn't something that you actually wanted. And there are challenges that come with that. (laughs) Because then if it's something that you didn't actually want, then it's like, oh, well, wait a second, I didn't actually want this. And then it's like you feel obligated to be grateful for something that you received that you didn't actually want. Yeah, there are challenges that come with these things. So if it's something that you didn't actually want, first start off with saying, sweetheart, I'm so grateful that you thought of me. Thank you so much. And if you really want to win her over, (laughs) don't even mention the fact that you didn't want it because it would create some nasty disconnect. (laughs) So that's what, you know, that's what that's all about. Um, So that's number three. That's receiving gifts. Um, Number four is quality time. Uninterrupted and focused conversations. One-on-one time is important. Create special moments take walks and do small things with your partner now it's interesting you know looking at quality time it is now 2020 and uh, (laughs) pretty much everyone is addicted to their smartphone doing something on it um don't get me wrong i am too 
but um, it can be really easy to create a disconnect in the relationship when you're trying to, or, you know, say for instance, quality time is um, very prominent for your partner, right? And they just want to have time with you undivided. They want your attention 100%. They don't want anything else going on. And, you know, say, for instance, you guys are just chilling, right? You're, you're Netflixing and chilling. I just created that. I didn't create Netflix and chill. I created Netflix, Netflixing. There we go. Netflixing and chilling. You guys are watching a movie. And, you know, or you're not even watching a movie. Say, for instance, you're having a conversation, right? You're, you're one-on-one. You're trying to have a serious conversation about the relationship, right? Quality time is important you pull out your phone boom disconnect <laughs> just like that though you know it's it's very it's it's very serious stuff um be there 100 percent during quality time be there 100 percent no ifs ands or buts no questions asked you got to be there 100 percent um so that's quality time and uh acts of service let them know you are wanting to help to lighten their load. This actually just happened uh, with me and my relationship um, the other day. So, you know, the uh, the laundry was done, but it wasn't folded. It was still in the hamper. And so, you know, I was doing mine, and you know, I thought to myself, I was like, I was like, wow, you know, she she works so hard. She does so much, you know, I really appreciate her and I appreciate that. I'm super grateful for that. And I, I didn't I didn't have to fold her laundry, but I chose to because I wanted to shine I you know, I wanted to take a load off of her hands and show that nice gesture of just like appreciation and gratitude for everything, which I am super grateful for everything that she does. Wildly beyond grateful. Um, and so I decided to take that on and ultimately, you know, try to take a load off of her because it takes time. You know, people don't take this kind of stuff into consideration sometimes. Like, think about it. Like, you know, something that like could take a load off of you, you know, maybe there's something that you really need done. Right. And you feel like time is really weighing down. And so there's a lot to do and without you even knowing someone does a lot of it for you you know maybe it's your spouse your significant other uh, a family member right there's going to be a beautiful you know connection of like thank you so much for doing that i really appreciate it it helped a lot you know i've got all this going on and you really saved the day with that even if it's a little thing little things go so freaking far it's wild. It's totally wild. So those are the five love languages. I'll go through them once more. Number one, words of affirmation, which is, um, you know, encouragement, affirming, um, appreciation, and listening actively. Number two is physical touch, nonverbal use of body language and touch to show love hugs, kisses, cuddling, all that good stuff. Number three, receiving gifts, thoughtfulness. Make your spouse a priority. Give thoughtful gifts and gestures. Express gratitude when receiving gifts. 
number four, quality time. Uninterrupted and focused conversations. One-on-one time is important. Create special moments, take walks, and do small things with your partner. Like I said before, it's so important. Small things. They may seem so small, but they add up to beautiful things. And feelings. It's wonderful. (laughs) That was number four. Um, Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Was that number four? Number five. That was number... No, that was number... Whatever. (laughs) I lost it. Oh, well. Um, I'm just going to say that was number three and go on to number four. Yeah, that was number three. Uh, Number four. Quality time. Uninterrupted and focused conversations. One-on-one time is important. Oh, wait, no, I already did say this. Pretty sure I did. Oh, well, I said it again. Number five. Acts of service. Let them know you are wanting to help to lighten their load. Like I said before, the small things may appear small. They extend for miles. Truly. All right, so moving on. Everyone usually has different percentages of each of these categories. Um, mine are 32% physical touch, 29% quality time, 26% words of affirmation, 13% receiving gifts, and I thought this this was funny, uh, 0% (laughs) acts of service. So, depending on your love language, or love languages, I should say, course a lot of this stuff is very determined by your conditioned uh your sorry your conditioning growing up and um you know i realized that mine you know the main one 32 percent physical touch i realized that that's the main one because i grew up with you know a family who's very loving uh physically affectionate you know um hugs uh kisses all that stuff and I got used to that being like the main driver for love. And so I really, you know, have moved forward in life depending on that as the meaning for love. Now, what's interesting about this too is that like, don't get me wrong. If you and your partner have two different love languages, it's okay. It does not mean that it's not going to work out. And very often, different love languages can mesh with each other very interestingly you know um just different different things can like work out together interestingly and um that's what i love about it there's so much versatility in it and there's so much that you know there are so many different ways to say like oh wow like this can work out this way but also this way that's super interesting um but yeah there's definitely the factor in relationships where you know someone might be like my love language is physical touch for starters you're a mixture and or a balance between five love languages um but you know they may look at their thing and they may look at someone else's thing and you know the other person doesn't even like physical touch it's zero percent on their radar just like acts of service are uh zero percent or is 0% on my radar. And what's interesting, though, is that um, I actually took the quiz to uh, understand my love language, and there were 5 to 10 questions, at least, that I was stuck on for a good minute and a half trying to answer it. 
So I really do think that I'm more so of a balance between different love languages rather than just, you know, straight up having it be what it is. And I think that's super interesting. But, like I wanted to say before, if you feel like you and your partner have two completely different love languages, it's okay. You can get used to catering to both of them and really working to make sure that there's a balance and maintain that in the relationship. You know, just because you two come from two completely different backgrounds doesn't mean it's not going to work, doesn't mean it can't work. Things can always be learned. I love that about it. It's so cool. So, yeah, that's that's mine right there. Um, this is very important, by the way, what I'm about to get into right now. Things to avoid for each love language. Yeah, we're going there. Because it's important, because I uh, slightly touched base on it um, earlier, but I didn't go full force into it. So let's dive right in. Number one, for words of affirmation. Something that you would want to avoid is not recognizing or appreciating effort. That's huge. Like, think about it this way. Um, You know, if your significant other does something really incredible and you just don't recognize it, there's going to be a disconnect there. Simply put, there's going to be a disconnect there. You know, they're going to be like, why don't you defend this? Why don't you think that I'm great when I'm doing this and that? You know, and it's important to be on board with that because it can really louse some things up seriously. Number two, physical touch. Physical neglect or abuse. So this goes back to, like, you know, I know relationships where uh, the man is very used to physical touch, right? But the woman is not at all. In fact, it's 0% on her radar, right? And so, you know, the man is saying, this isn't love. I'm not getting physical touch. So there's that disconnect there, right? Now, it's not true that it's not love. They're both just basing it you know, based on, I just, I just said that twice. (laughs) They're both judging it based on their past experiences with what love is, which is your love language, of course. And it's important to understand how that works. So number three, receiving gifts, unenthusiastic gift receiving. (laughs) Sounds kind of funny to be honest for getting special occasions. Um, Yeah, this is huge, actually. But unenthusiastic gift receiving. This goes back to what I was talking about before. If what you're receiving as a gift from your significant other is something that's just, like, not, like, I don't know, not cool to you, you're probably not going to be enthusiastic about it. Um, I don't want to say BS your feelings about it, but what I do want to say is that when someone gets something for you, really take the time to appreciate the fact that they got something for you even if you don't like it even if you don't want it even if you think it's lame appreciate the fact that they got something for you because that will go leaps and bounds and it will change everything number four quality time distractions when spending time together long time without one-on-one time now this is huge going back to quality time i know that i mentioned this a bit earlier on It's important to understand that if you're spending quality time with someone, that means you're spending quality time with them. They have your undivided attention. You're not going between, you know, them and your phone, um, talking to someone else 
undivided, just like that. No questions asked. That's how it works. And it just creates a really nice connection between the two of you because there is no disconnect. There's no confusion. There's no upset. It's just beautiful. Number five, acts of service. Lacking follow-through on small and large tasks. Now, this also goes back to uh, walking the talk, you know, and that means basically doing something that you say you're going to do. To a lot of people, you know, (laughs) words mean nothing, and it's totally understandable. If you're going to talk and you're not going to do, then it's nothing, you know. You can promise a million things, and if you don't do it, it's nothing. So it's really important to get on board with that and to follow through with the stuff that you say you're going to do. Because if you don't, it's just going to show. It's going to show that you're not reliable, that you can't do what you say you're going to do. And that's that. Um, Depending on where we stand with these different categories, We've been conditioned through family upbringing to be where we are with them. And I think that this is really important to understand. Um, Something to really ground with. You know, like I was saying before, I grew up with, um, you know, physical touch, um, physical affection, and all that stuff. I was very used to it. And that is my top. You know, that's actually what I equate to love, you know. Uh, When it comes to holding hands, I equate that with reassurance that everything is okay and that there's love there. Um, When there's, you know, kissing, it's passionate, reassurance, love. Hugging, passionate, reassurance, love. Just like that, you know. So what we grow up with, what we're conditioned by, we become used to, and that basically dictates our idea for what is and what isn't love. And... It's just really important to ground with the understanding that not everyone's love language is the same. Because if you don't, you're going to go throughout your relationships thinking that your partner doesn't love you. And it's just not true. Because you just might be speaking two different love languages that both of you have to cater to each other's. And that's really important to understand. Relationships flourish when these different ways of connecting and communicating are sincerely taken into consideration. If there's turbulence in your relationship with a romantic partner or a family member, understanding and catering to their love language can change the game for good. Like, you know, um, like I was saying before, if it's uh, physical touch that you're used to, let your partner know that. Be real, be honest about it, and just be like, listen, like... I want to go deeper into this, but I need you to understand that my main love language is physical touch, and I'm going to need more of that. And if they love you, of course they'll cater to that, (laughs) you know? Um, But really work on that and try to see that through. And I hope that you got something out of this episode. Um, I'm really glad that that I learned about the love languages and what it means and how it changes everything. Uh, you know, relationship dynamics and everything, how you can cater to your partner's love language to make the relationship better. I just think it's a beautiful thing. My friends, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. My name is Chris Banish, your host of the Awakened Space podcast. Over and out. Love, light, and peace. Namaste. Yes. Peace. Peace.